Disclaimer. In this episode, we will be discussing the murder of two young girls. Everyone discussed in this chapter will be considered innocent until proven guilty in a court of law. This will be the only warning. Please do not listen if you are sensitive to this topic. Welcome everybody to this week's bonus episode. For this bonus episode, I believe we're going to be going through Delphi prosecution response to that five part that we just read through. Is that right? Yeah, so the five part we just went through was the memorandum that was supporting information to the motion for Frank's hearing that the defense filed. Uh Uh-huh. And just in case we forgot, the Franks hearing is basically the defense saying that the police lied to get the search warrant. So we want the search warrant and everything that was found during the search of Richard Allen's house to be thrown out, to be basically suppressed. You cannot use it in trial. And is this the prosecution's response? Mm Mm-hmm. And I haven't heard this yet, so... So this is... Not 136 pages long. Um, the state filed this response. So it's going to be a re- compared to a relatively quick review. Um, and then we'll talk about it at the end, if that's cool with you. It's a bonus episode. It's, 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 not, it's not the entree. It's just an afterthought. It's coffee after the biscuits. And... <coughs> To me, it's important that we tell both sides because we read that memorandum word for word. Um, Yes, we speculated and we played the what if this is true game. um, But at the end of the day, we read it word for word. We were conveying somebody else's theory to our listeners Um, and it was a great theory. I'll be like one of like the only people who say it. I think that their theory and their defense is fucking lit. <laughs> sure. If, lit. I mean, if it's allowed to stay their theory, if they're allowed to present that in court, because they the way they went about it, I think, might... They gonna be fun. ...take the judge off. Yeah. Um, that entire memorandum was sealed, and everybody's like, oh, it's because the judge is so angry with them. No, that's not it. I bet money on that it is because the crime scene information was put in there and it also named people who aren't involved in or, the, for sure you know what i mean Brad so Holder. because of <laughs> that the document was sealed it was for no other reason so don't buy into all the hoopla the only thing we know is that we don't know shit Period. So we're just reading this to you. You know very well. And we're trying to be unbiased. At least I'm trying to be unbiased. This is why I've, you know, pulled the state's response and I think it's important to read it. So, state's second objection to defendant's motion to suppress. Because remember that motion, that memorandum, it was only supporting documents to support the motion to suppress. Right? Right. So let's move on. (laughs) Now comes the state of Indiana by prosecuting attorney Nicholas C. McClelland and respectfully objects to the defendant's amended motion to suppress 
and would ask the court to deny the same and in support of said motion state the following. One, that on May 19, 2023, the defendant filed a motion to suppress the evidence seized as a result of the search warrant executed on the home of the defendant. Two, that on September 13, 2023, the defendant filed an amended motion to suppress the evidence seized as a result of the search warrant executed on the home of the defendant. Three, that the defense alleges that the search warrant is unconstitutional because of the issuance of the search warrant was a result of improper ex parte application in that the affidavit, Sheriff Tony Liggett, failed to advise the judge of material faces and made false and misleading representation with reckless disregard for the truth and that without these false and misleading representation and omissions, the search warrant would not have been issued. So are they saying that these are the points that they're going to prove are not correct? Or, or are they saying, yeah, no, just because Liggett fucked up doesn't mean that this doesn't need to be thrown out or something like that? No, right now they're just pointing out what the, the defense is alleging. Okay, word. Number four, this is commonly referred to as Franks versus Delaware argument from Franks v. Delaware. And then there's a bunch of case numbers I'm not going to get into. Number five, that per the Franks case, the the defense's attack must be based on deliberate falsehood or acts of reckless disregard for the truth. And those allegations must be accompanied by an offer of proof. The claim should point out specifically the portion of the warrant affidavit that is claimed to be false accompanied by a statement of supporting reasons. That further, this should be supported by affidavits or sworn statements or other reliable statements from witnesses or an explanation for their absence. Number six, that the defense has filed such a memorandum outlining their beliefs of what was omitted and false. Number seven, that once again, while the memorandum is colorful, dramatic, and highly unprofessional, it is not completely true. Let's underline that. Number eight, that the state believes the allegations outlined by the defense are not supported by evidence that they have collected. Number nine, that Sheriff Tony Liggett did not intentionally or recklessly omit evidence or lie about evidence in the probable cause affidavit to support the search warrant. Number 10, that the defense also alleges that the search warrant was unreasonable under the Indiana and federal constitution in that it lacked probable cause, that it failed to establish that the items to be seized were in the residence or could be expected to be in the residence, that the affidavit failed to provide particular information that particular items related to the particular crime would be found in that home and that the affidavit failed to connect generic items to actual items that were possibly used in the crime. No, but seriously, why were they able to get a warrant to search Richard Allen's home? Probable cause. What's the fucking probable cause? He put himself on the trails that day. What took them years and years and years to get the fucking search warrant then? It's bullshit. Whatever. Hard to say. Hard to fucking say, I know, because you can't say. Because <laughs> there's a gag order, like, we don't know. 
<clears throat> the bullshit. Number 11. That in September 2022, while reviewing the evidence in the investigation onto the murders of Abigail Williams and Liberty German, investigators discovered an interview that was done with Richard Allen in 2017 by Indiana C- Conservation Officer Dan Doolin. Number 12. That in the 2017 interview, Richard Allen admitted to being on the trail that day that Abby and Libby went missing. Number 13. That he stated that he was on the trail between 1.30 p.m. and 3.30 p.m. and that while he was on the trail, he was using his cell phone. 14. That on October 13, 2022, investigators invited Richard Allen and his wife Kathy Allen to speak to them and follow up on that interview done in 2017. Number 15. Both Richard Allen and Kathy Allen came to in to be interviewed on their own on October 13, 2022. They were not under arrest and were free to leave the interview at any time. Number 16. That investigators learned from those interviews that Richard Allen reaffirmed that he was in fact on the trails the day that Abby Williams and Libby German went missing and further admitted to being on the high bridge. 17. That he also told investigators that he was wearing blue jeans and a blue or black Carhartt jacket with a hood and that he was wearing a head covering. Number 18. That further, Richard stated he did own guns and that the guns were in his home. Number 19. The investigators learned from Kathy that Richard Allen still had guns and knives in the home along with the blue Carhartt jacket. Number 20. That investigators believed a firearm was involved in the abduction and murder of Abigail Williams and Liberty German because of an unspent 40 caliber round was found between the bodies of Abigail Williams and Liberty German. Number 21, that investigators believed a knife was used in the murder of Abby and Libby. A knife? Not like Richard Allen's knife? Like, that's fucking... Number 22, that the clothes that Richard Allen described wearing the day he was on the trails matched the description of the man seen on the bridge from the video taken from Liberty German's phone. Number 23, that it was also gathered that Richard Allen still possessed the firearms, knives, and the clothing, and said items were in his home. Number 24, that based on this information, investigators prepared a probable cause affidavit with a search warrant for the home of Richard Allen. You know what? Just pause. If they found the knife that was used, then okay, whatever. Richard Allen is guilty. Allegedly. But they are like literally saying, we can prove exactly what Richard Allen said is true. So yeah, he was there. He admits to that. And they're like, we can prove he was there. Yeah, no fucking shit. He admits to that. We can prove he has a blue jacket and a hat. Yes, he admits to that. He says he was there. He was wearing blah, 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 but that he did not kill the girls. And that's so far all they can prove as well. He was there. He was wearing those clothes. Where the fuck is the proof? Because it ain't in the pudding. I don't disagree, but I also need to see the ballistics expert um, testimony. 
the tests. I want to see it for myself on that bullet casing. Tell Even me. if it's from his gun, that's not enough evidence. What are they afraid of? Okay, let me get through this and then we'll talk. <laughs> okay? So, number 25, that the probable cause affidavit covers all of the information that law enforcement had gathered in the investigation in regards to Richard Allen up until October 13th, 2022. 26, that the probable cause affidavit outlined evidence that established probable cause to search the home of Richard Allen. Number 27, that the investigators applied for the search warrant on October 13th, 2022, and the same was granted that day by Carroll County Circuit Court Judge Benjamin Diener. Number 28. Investigators went to the residence of the defendant located at 1967 North Whiteman Drive in Delphi, Indiana, knocked on the door, and executed the search warrant on October 13, 2022. Number 29. The defendant and his wife were asked to be out of the residence while the search warrant was executed, but were allowed back in the residence immediately afterwards. Number 30. Investigators found several items in the residence, including a 40 caliber firearm, electronic devices, all of which were outlined in the search warrant return. Number 31. That for a search warrant to be valid, it must be accompanied by an affidavit that establishes probable cause which is a sufficient basis of fact that exists to permit a reasonable, prudent person to believe that a search of the premises will uncover evidence of a crime. And then again, they reference another case that set that precedent. Um, number 32. Case law. Correct. Number 32, the Indiana Code, Indiana Code 353352. Uh, specifies that the minimum information necessary to establish probable cause, which is as follows, A, information particularly describing the house or place to be searched and the things to be searched for, B, information alleging substantially uh, the, offense in or the offense in relation thereto and that the uh, affiant believes that he has good cause to believe that the things sought are concealed in that place that they are attempting to search, or the person to be arrested committed the offense described, and C, information set forth the facts known to the affidavit through personal knowledge or based on hearsay constituting probable cause. 33, that under the Fourth Amendment of the United States Constitution, the evidence needed to obtain a search warrant need not rise to the status of facts necessary to obtain a conviction. Circumstances alleged in the affidavit need only to lead a person of reasonable caution to believe that a crime has been committed. So basically... It's, it's not the same standard as a trial standard, reasonable doubt, right? Somebody just has to, a reasonable person just has to believe that a, a crime has been taking place and that evidence of that crime could be found in that residence, you know. Number 34, that when sufficiency of the search warrant is challenged under the Fourth Amendment by the defendant, as it is the defendant's motion, the role of the reviewing court is to simply ensure that there was a substantial basis for finding probable cause, reminding itself 
that it owes great deference to the initial probable cause determination and will not invalidate a warrant by interpreting probable cause affidavits in hyper-technical rather than common-sense manner. 35, that under Article 1, Section 11 of the Indiana Constitution, the reasonableness of the search is deemed by using the Litchfield test, which looks at the totality of the circumstances and requires consideration of both the degree of intrusion into the subject's ordinary activities and the basis upon which the officer selected the subject of the search <laughs> or seizure. Is there anything fucking interesting no. said by these motherfuckers? They're just, they're no. doing the thing where they like, they try to say this sentence that could take two fucking words and they're just making it as long as possible. They're saying the two things that they have. Uh, he was there and we looked at it. Um, so, and I mean, it goes, so okay. Fair enough. I'm fair falling enough. asleep. <laughs> I want to be fair. I really do. But could they please fairly give me something to sink my fucking teeth into? Not, not, not here. So, <laughs> I mean, like I said, it's eight pages long. It goes on to point 43. I will read point 43. Um, investigators believed at that time that they had enough probable cause to apply for a search warrant. Investigators also believed that if they did not execute a search warrant on the residence immediately, that there was a danger that the defendant would discord would destroy crucial evidence in the investigation. The investigators believed through their training and experience that there was real chance that the defendant would destroy evidence once he knew he was a suspect in the crime. Wherefore, the state has shown that the actions by the officers were valid and justified and did not violate the defendant's Fourth Amendment under the United States Constitution, he had years to get rid of shit. Or Article 1, Section 11 of the Indiana Constitution, and therefore the motion to suppress should be denied. Respectfully submitted, Nicholas C. McClelland. Attorney, blah, 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 blah. So, okay. Not as dramatic and colorful and interesting as the memorandum in support of the Frank's motion to suppress, right? I mean, you just said it. It's kind of boring, kind of dry. And that's because they Repetitive. stuck to matters of law. And it's really hard to stick to, to make it interesting when you're sticking to matters of law, when you have a 136-page document that you're trying to respond to but only 13 pages of those 136 speak about law or even the frank's hearing motion the rest of it was all their theory so clearly prosecution doesn't want to touch their theory with somebody else's poll like they want nothing to do with it they didn't bring it up um but defense had to put their theory out because of how outlandish it appears to be that we could hold somebody accountable without further proof and the prosecution and the investigators aren't telling us more 
you have to tell us more if you want us to take you seriously. And that's that's my stance on it. Like, mm-hmm. tell us you found the murder weapon if mm-hmm. you did. Like, it, you don't have to tell us exactly what kind it was. You don't have to tell us what kind of blade it was. Tell us if you have the murder weapon. Yeah. Tell us if you found physical fucking DNA anything. Tell us what yeah. kind of proof you found. And if it's a bullet... Take the bullet and shove it up your ass because that is ridiculous. It's weak. So, and I mean, I'm I'm with you on the same. When we're talking about Richard Allen and probable cause and all the rest of it and the motion for Frank's hearing, I'm on board because you guys need to prove it mm-hmm. because the witness statements and the bullet ain't proven it. That is weak. That is so friggin' weak. And again, our our stance on what the defense and those lawyers were saying was that why would they lie mm-hmm. to protect Richard Allen, a client, about things such as Richard didn't know about the Ogden or whatever, Odin, the Odin bullshit, and that he said that of his own free will before even knowing that that was something that they were looking at. Mm-hmm. Like... And some people have read into that saying, well, he didn't know to be afraid, but yet he was afraid. That doesn't make any... Well, no, you're reading that wrong and that the he knew, according to this motion, he was afraid of these Odinist, Odin guards um, because they told him they were Odin, Odin followers. And They're obviously the ones who would be telling him to make the phone call and shit. So and they were the ones threatening him. So he's not telling his lawyers this until after the fact. Because he's not safe to do so. Because he's not safe to do so. He's never left he alone. He mumbled it right. to he like mumbled. try and... Right. And the only thing that he said, um, you know, loudly was the confessions on the phone to his wife and his mother mm-hmm. with these guards standing. That's the story. That's the theory that was presented in the memorandum. It's a good fucking theory. That's all I'm saying. It is. And then another side of this probable cause affidavit for the search warrant is when you're going to a judge to try to get a probable cause to go into somebody's home, you are going to put, you don't have to put all the evidence in that you have, but you you are going to put the best evidence that you have. And that's why I keep saying if all they have are those eyewitnesses, which are notoriously unreliable, and now allegations that the statements were actually not accurately portrayed, um, and that bullet casing, which I keep thinking to myself, if they had to dig that bullet out of the ground, if it wasn't shot, how did it get buried? You know, not very buried, but either you know way, what I mean? like the like, bullet's just so fucking weak, like you said. It is. And then, like, did they get search warrants for Elvis's place? No. Somebody no. who allegedly told his own sisters that he was involved. Did they get search warrants? Well, for this is exactly what I mean. Joe Schmoes that were on the trail wearing blue coats and blah blah blah. So we can go back to that um, memorandum and remember. The three officers that were named over and over again, um, t- um, what was his name? Greg Ferency, I think, mm-hmm. was murdered by prison guards in an accidental ambush, which is bizarre. I haven't even I haven't even looked into it, but just hearing it sounded weird to me. Um, but Todd Click was one of the other ones, and he did release a statement basically saying that this stuff 
that the defense put out was very sensationalized. Yeah. Um, he said that no members of law enforcement believed that uh, the girls were sacrificed in a pagan cult, Odinists' um, sacrifice. However, there were other things he said were accurate. So if law enforcement didn't believe that it was a, a pagan sacrifice, a ritual sacrifice, um, and it was exaggerated maybe sensationalized what he meant by that was they're there they were just doing their job and the defense in that memorandum basically made them out to be heroes that were going against everything just to <laughs> keep on their theory and todd click said no we were just doing our job we were following our leads so and you know basically everything else about what they did was accurate by the i defense. just don't understand why like or how I don't know. They have to give us more information before I can, like, veer my brain away from how the description of the scene mm -hmm. isn't somehow related to even, like, an amateur attempt at some kind of ritual. I've been saying for the last three days that, to me, it seems like if it is, like, a group of guys, mm -hmm. it's probably going to be a group of white redneck supremacists that or watched kids. one too many episodes Teens. of vikings back in 2017 and thinking they know what's what or how about how about the the sons of people who are in that group yeah sons who listen to this stuff sure. do their own shitty research and find some incorrect information about murdering young girls mm -hmm. like there's just so many possibilities that like make a little bit more sense than what they're feeding us so far yeah and the one thing that just drives me nuts is that everybody is so pissed off at the defense for putting this out and i'm a little i'm a little disappointed that the crime scene information was put out that way only because i think of the families and how devastating blah 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 but everybody is just disgusted it needed to be done. That they put it out there and the judge is probably furious and blah, blah, blah. No. No, the judge sealed that document because crime scene information was in it and because people, innocent people, um, were named. Um, mm -hmm. And so all of that put together should never be in the public domain because you know as well as I do... People are stupid. And every one of those guys that was named in that memorandum is probably being harassed. Deserved or not, they haven't been convicted of anything. Just like Richard Allen. No, totally. They but haven't like, even been charged, so you can't even say What's just the like point Richard in Allen. sealing something after it's been out for that long? Well, just to send a message, basically. <clears throat> yeah. So, and like, I don't know what it means for us, if it means like... You know, we're not supposed to be talking about what was in it. But once it's out, it's out. You cannot reel it back in. Um, yeah, and how would that even work, like, with, like, the states and then Canada? I mean, I mean it doesn't. Once like, it's out on the like, internet. Like, you know how we're like, oh, my God, we better not say Brad Holder is blah, 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 because he's da, 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 da. Can he even do anything to us? No. We're in Canada. No, because it's not that. We're saying that he's done anything wrong. We're literally just reading from an actual court filing. That and so, if anything, and the way we're it was, speculating. And it, I mean, the way it was explained was that if 
So if the defense is just putting a statement out in the public forum on the courthouse steps, just talking to the media and they're saying this shit, yeah, they can be liable for defamation. But anything that's said or done during a court proceeding is not, is not, a, is not, you know, it's not set to the same. You can basically say anything you want as long as it's in a trial proceeding and you've got proof to back it up. Or uh -huh. back up your reasonable theory. Uh -huh. So because it was in an actual court filing, that's considered part of the proceedings, mm -hmm. right? This is all part of the proceedings of the oh. Delphi murder trial. So um, it's, all, it's all in how the information is presented. And people are saying that the defense, they didn't file it under seal, so that the public could get it. And yeah, fair enough. I agree. What's They're wrong saying with it? that they were trying to taint the jury pool. Not taint it, but I level out. I think level out the fucking playing field. But it's tainted, but it's tainted by the other side as well. Totally, but unfairly. Unfairly, because everybody's like, well, you can't name this person. You can't say this. You can't say that. And there's so much wrong with that memorandum. But we know Richard Allen is bridge guy. I was gonna say, we this know is, this and we know that about Richard Allen. I think Richard it's safe well, to say no, that we don't. know for a fact that it was Richard Allen. Like, Do you know what I mean? They say that shit all the time. Like it's such a double standard. Such that, a double standard. That I've stopped. I've stopped even watching anything. And if if you, if there's something like on YouTube or something that has pagan cult or Odinist part of the fucking clickbait <laughs> title, I won't even go near it. Just stop it. That wasn't the point of the entire memorandum. I want to know if the cops lied. We even started you know I mean? to get Odin, like, followers. Yeah. Because... Like, people are just latching on to that, and they're running with it, and they yeah. just, they need to stop, because that's exactly how innocent people get convicted. And I want to see more proof against Richard Allen. Yeah, I'm not sure. ready to set him loose by any means. I'm ready for him to go somewhere he, he needs feels to more it. safe. Which Until is going to be nowhere. If, if the Odin thing is real and the guards and this and that and Tony Leggett lied and blah, 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 there's nowhere in Indiana he's going to be safe. He's probably safe just staying right where he's at. Where the fuck is he going to go if he gets released? Do we really think he's a threat? He was out for years after the two girls were murdered. That's what I mean. Like, if he did it and if he did it by himself, I'm thinking he's uh, he had a psychotic break that day. So why is There's he still no being held and why is his bail so high? It's well, very Because confusing. it's double murder. It's double murder. With and nothing. It doesn't matter. To back it up. When you're charged with a double felony murder, you don't get bond. When you're period. charged with a double felony murder, <coughs> there should have to be more introductory evidence to keep but you this held is what in I'm prison. <clears throat> because of the gag order, maybe there is. We don't know what they've got. I just want to know what more do you have because what you're showing us isn't enough. It's just not enough. And if the defense was smart, they wouldn't have they wouldn't have opened up this door to the rabbit hole. They would have stuck to Ron Logan, something like that because Ron Logan is dead. Ron Logan was the strongest suspect that the FBI had back in February, March of 2017. No, because you're going off of you're going are, off that they're, they're wrong and that they're they're painting a picture that they believe is not true. I fully believe 
that in this case, not every case, I know fucking defense lawyers can be great at painting a picture. I think that they fully believe that this is what is happening. It could be. It could be. It could be. And I mean, they probably did look at so many other, you know, possibilities um, to raise reasonable doubt, but it's just so bizarre and everything is so convoluted at this point that uh and by the way the trial is set for january there's no way there's no way that trial is happening in january of this coming year really no why because of all of this they have to sort through everything even in that memorandum they said that they have received discovery that they haven't had a chance to look through yet we're (laughs) in october that's two, well, say three months. I'll give you three months before trial, and they haven't looked through all the discovery yet. It's not going to happen. Possible, I guess, but psh, not probable. If Richard Allen is innocent, I just feel so sick for him. Yeah. That's all. For sure. I do too. But you, we got to be patient, and hopefully guilty or innocent he is innocent until proven guilty in a court of law and that hasn't happened yet so i hope he's being um taken care of i hope he's being kept safe um yeah i hope the odin guards are really protecting him yeah protecting his butthole okay not really all right so that's basically what the state had to say in response to the motion to suppress or the motion for the frank's hearing um my thought i i believe that frank francis the judge gall has 30 days to rule on the um defense's motion for frank's hearing sweet 30 days that's pretty good yeah um if she grants the frank's hearing then we go to a mini trial um, to determine if Tony Liggett lied and if um, the evidence obtained during that search warrant is admissible in court because the probable cause wasn't there to get the search warrant in the first place, which if they have other probable cause that goes along with witness statements that Tony... I mean, just because if they find that Tony Liggett lied, he could be sanctioned, whatever, but that might not be enough to take out the search warrant. Do you know what I mean? Totally. So, I mean, we gotta wait. Gotta wait for all of it. We gotta wait. So this is a nice short episode, just to quickly Bonus. Give, give the state the same, not five part, but they, they're the ones that only filed eight pages long. Um, But we need to give them the platform just like we give the defense the platform. I'm not picking sides. I need to see the proof against Rick Allen. But other than that, I'm open to whatever happens. I just want justice for Abby and Libby. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe to the podcast and share with your friends. If you don't mind giving us a five-star rating, it will help our show grow. You can also find us on Facebook, TikTok, and Instagram at True Crime Story Podcast where the discussion can continue. If you wish to contact us, you may do so via email at truecrimestorypod at gmail.com. Remember to send in your podcast episodes, case suggestions, or requests. 
If you wish to buy us a coffee or join our Patreon, you can find the links in the show notes. Thank you so much for listening and supporting the show. I'm Bree, and we'll see you.